You're listening to the 5-Minute Friday podcast episode of The Aligned Self. This is your host, Daniel Danovi. Okay, 5-Minute Friday, a short and concise podcast episode of The Aligned Self designed to leave you with a question, an idea, a strategy, a tip, a hack in order to give you greater access to your conscious awareness, evolving your conscious awareness, or give you greater mastery over your mind. Hello, friend, and welcome into this 5-Minute Friday. Something interesting happened with this episode. It's a 5-Minute Friday, but it's going to make its way to its final destination on Sunday. I had released it, and for some reason, it's been bouncing around the ether and never was truly published, never made it. I guess, to its destination on time. So I'm going to be talking about time as a mental construct. And I do so as we're right in the midst of daylight savings time, setting the clocks back an hour in order to, I guess, realign time with the rest of the world. In North America, we call it daylight savings time. In the European Union, uh, they refer to it as summertime. And it's all to take advantage of more daylight time during the summer hours. And also as a way to supposedly to conserve energy. Originally, uh, Benjamin Franklin put forth the idea in the 1700s as a way to conserve candles. It actually wasn't put into practice, though, until 1908, uh, somewhere in Ontario, I believe, Ontario, Canada. But this really isn't about daylight savings time. It's about time as a mental construct and the idea that maybe there really isn't time in the sense that we typically think about it. And I'm going to look at this from a couple different perspectives. And at the moment, since we're talking about daylight savings time, let's talk about that there. Don't you find it interesting that some of the world practices turning the clocks back or turning them ahead, depending on the time of year, and the rest of the world doesn't? So depending on where you live, you actually have a different experience of time or a different experience of the day, and your relationship to time is somewhat variable. Now, as a kid, I was always intrigued with the time zones. I grew up in the Eastern time zone, and I just thought if I was standing on the edge of the Eastern time zone and say I had a friend that was standing in the Central time zone and we were tossing a ball back and forth, separated by just a few feet from each other, but standing in two different time zones. If I threw a ball to him from the Eastern time zone, it would actually arrive earlier than when I threw it. Say, if I threw the ball at 4 o'clock, it would arrive at 3 o'clock in his hands. And then when he turns around and throws it back to me, it would actually travel or arrive to me an hour later than when he threw it. And so, technically, this ball would be going back and forth in time, back into the past and back into the future. And then I can remember one late summer day when I was standing on Hoover Dam, which dams up the Colorado River, which separates Arizona and Nevada. There's a spot on Hoover Dam where you can put one foot in Arizona and one foot in Nevada. Now, at the time, Nevada was practicing daylight savings time. Arizona decides not to participate. 
why, I'm not sure. But they didn't participate. So it was an hour difference from one foot to the other. And I was standing, straddling that line. I just was intrigued with that whole concept. And of course, our time or the measurement of time is not an absolute. You know, it's based on the rotation of the Earth. One full rotation supposedly takes 24 hours. Yet, it's 24 hours and some change. And that change adds up to the point where every four years we have to insert an additional day, February 29th, in order to kind of balance things out. So, it's balancing it out just for so we can handle it mentally. So it doesn't get too far out of alignment with the way we're measuring it. And again, it's an agreed measurement. We have arrived at some consensus that this is how we're going to record time. And again, it's created. And then you and I talk about the past, the future, the present. Yet the past and the future do not exist except as a mental construct you know, something that's created in our mind. When we refer to the past as something happened way back when, once upon a time, and we recall it to the present, we're actually creating those memories or recreating those memories in the present moment. And frankly, this is what I find interesting because of, you know, I'm now in my sixth decade and pretty soon I'm going to stop talking about how old I am uh, because I don't find it useful except as a point of reference. And when I think of all the experiences, all the memories that are possible that I could have, you know, the different experiences I've had over the years, I choose to only recall certain memories. The rest of them are pretty much filed away or forgotten. And I have to say, except for a handful of people that I graduated high school with, I have forgotten the names of the majority of the people that I bumped up against or rubbed shoulders with. Now, if I was to look at a yearbook or I was to be reintroduced to them, I could probably say, oh, yeah, I remember you. But as ready reference, as, you know, I can remember faces, but I don't always remember the names, especially when I see them now on Facebook or on some other social media. And I have to say they look completely different from when I remember them. But suffice it to say, I have forgotten more than I can remember. And just that idea staggers my mind because I remember a lot. I have a pretty good working memory. Yet, my mind has selectively chosen certain things to remember and certain things to forget. And so, this is important to understand in the realm of manifesting and self-identity those ideas, those concepts that we recall from past experience, that we kind of recreate in the present moment, we recall them to the present, and we allow them to define our life, define how we feel, define our self-concept, when in actuality, once it happened, it happened. It doesn't have to influence who you are today unless you allow it to. And so, in the context of past and future, both of those ideas are, or could be referred to as a wild imagining. It's fantasy. It's not real. It just lives as a mental concept. In dimensional thinking, there is the third dimension, or 3D world, that is length, width, and depth. 
And then when you add space in time, that becomes the fourth dimension. But the fourth dimension is conceptual. It gets to be a little gray. It's not so easily measured. Again, if we have an agreed-upon measurement device, then we can have, we have a consensus on how much time has passed. But in actuality, we don't measure time or the passage like in a linear fashion. We measure events. We record events and how long we, – we talk about how long does it take between events. And seemingly, some events occur much faster than others. And speaking of time and space, when I referenced in previous episodes the Nobel Prize in quantum physics about entangled particles, it redefined time. And the idea that, you know, the entangled particles communicated instantaneously with each other. So there was no conception of time. And it really introduced the idea that uh, that our ideas about time might be wrong. That how time actually works in the universe is different than what we conceive of it being. And again, I've kind of pointed out to some directions here that um, time has been conceptual. Our measurement of time is just an agreement that we made as a culture, as a species. How does, this, how does this factor into manifestation and law of attraction? Well, as I've said before, in the fifth dimension, in the, the realm of creation, we create the effect first, and then we allow the effect to fill itself in. But utilizing the law of attraction, we create the effect, we create the intention, and then we start acting as if that event has already been fulfilled. Energetically, we are aligned with the fulfillment as if it is fact, as if it is already happened. And again, we're just playing in the conception of our mind. And what I have found interesting in that realm is that the stronger my belief in the fulfillment of that intention, the, the more aligned my belief is, the faster it shows up if we're measuring it in time. And so time, manifestation, law of attraction, living in itself is really just a play of consciousness. Everything is relative to the position or our perceptual position that we adopt. In the words of Albert Einstein, when he was boarding a train, he asked the conductor, what time does Zurich arrive at this train? Until next time, I hope I've left you with more questions and answers. I really meant to prod your brain here, stimulate some agitation in your neural net. And until next time, next time, which could be just moments from now, this is your friend and host, Daniel Danovi, urging you to follow your bliss, live your life from inner signals, be inner directed as you engage in the epic adventure. <laughs>